Jesus' words might uh, catch us off guard a little bit today when he says he comes to bring division. might seem strange to us. We need to understand that Jesus doesn't mean to cause division, but he recognizes there will be division because not everybody is going to want to follow him. And it's tempting to try to make our Christian message more palatable by siphoning off the parts of it that we don't like, right? So the parts that we might disagree with or uh, that challenge us personally or that make it just inconvenient. Lord, why does that have to be in the, in the rules? Come on, can't we just change that one thing? You know, so sometimes we experience this, this temptation to kind of whittle things down a little bit. We can try to make Jesus just a nice guy, a nice guy who doesn't challenge us and who doesn't demand anything of us. Sometimes uh, we have to tread lightly, of course, when we're speaking to someone maybe who is new to the faith or just doesn't know anything about Jesus. We have to be careful. How do we phrase it? How do we speak about him so that they can receive the, the, the message of Jesus? So that's, that's important. We have to kind of gauge our audience. But at the end of the day, a person has to be okay with the fact that sometimes Christianity is just a very radical message. It's a challenging message. It's a difficult way to live. Uh, it was in the past, and it still is today. God's message has ever been one that challenges us to go beyond what we are ready for, what we are comfortable with. He asks us to trust Him, to ask he asks us to believe in Him. He asks us to follow Him. And so there's a way in which we are always going to be kind of grasping for that next part that we confront in our lives. So there are, I think we probably go through phases, most of us, where we are dealing with something and then maybe that comes to peace at some point. But then another thing comes along and it's like, well, I just got done with that other thing. Now there's this new thing to work on. So there's always something which the Lord is forming us to to himself. There's always a way in which he's inviting us to go deeper. And it's easy to try to live uh, that Christianity that doesn't require anything of us, that doesn't make us change in any way. But true Christian living is unsettling. It challenges us, it, it challenges us to forgive our enemies. It challenges us to, uh, to recognize all sin is bad. It shows mercy to those maybe who we, we feel don't deserve mercy. It's always rooted in the truth. And so Jesus challenges us all in different ways. Wherever we are in life, there's a way in which our Christian faith will challenge us. Many of us uh, maybe call ourselves good followers of Jesus, but we don't fully accept Jesus. We have created our own idea of what Christianity is. Why do we do this? Well, I think it's usually because it's just easier, right? It's just a little easier than the real thing. However, these distorted versions of Christianity keep us from really truly encountering Christ and being transformed, being changed into the image of Christ that we are meant to be. So when we find that our images of Christianity are incongruent with the true Christ, when this is told to us through the prophets or through maybe uh, different ways in which it comes to us, we, we recognize it in a moment, that can disturb us. That can be something that disturbs our peace. And we say, ah, that is not what I want right now. That is not what I was looking for. I didn't want to encounter that truth right now. And so what do we do? We try to make it go away, right? Uh, the, the message of Jesus seems impossible sometimes. And it is when we're on our own, right? We can't do it. It's impossible for us to do it alone. Only Jesus can do it in us. 
And so there's a real way which we are challenged to let go of our own self-sufficiency and to rely on the Lord and say, Lord, convert my heart. Change my heart. Help me to rest in you rather than in myself. So Christianity is a challenge, right? It's a, it's, a, it's a way of living which goes beyond what we are capable of on our own. But it is possible when we do rely on, our, on the Lord. That's one of the most important things we have to understand. And Jesus keeps pushing us, right? He keeps pushing us to accept that reality. He doesn't leave it alone. We can't be Christians without following Christ, without relying on Christ, without surrendering all our ideas of self-reliance. And so when, as soon as we get comfortable, right, in our faith, it's like he comes in and pokes us somewhere. Like, hey, come on, man, I'm just trying to be here. Can't you just let me be? He's like, nope, I've got to poke you, keep, keep pushing you along. So there's a way in which he keeps at us all our life long. It's this process of being formed, being transformed, and he invites us to keep growing. We'll never find union with the world, right? That's one of the things that comes from his talk on division, that there's always going to be this sense of, we, we kind of go back and forth sometimes, don't we? we? One moment we want to be united to Christ, and the other moment we want to be united to the world, and they're, they're not, they don't go together. So the challenge is, sometimes we look at the world and say, I want to fit in. I want to be just like everyone else. I want to be at peace with the world. But it's a moving target, right? We, never, we can never attain it. It's something that's um, always going to be out of our reach. We might suddenly feel like we have it, and then in the next moment we we suddenly recognize we're not there. Nevertheless, we can have union with Christ, right? Ultimately, right? In eternal life. So our life, we keep getting closer and closer, hopefully, as we're formed by the, the, the grace in our lives, by the, the sacraments, by the life of prayer, by the different ways in which the Lord pokes and prods us. We become more and more centered on Christ. And by doing so, we become more united to Him. And all the other people around us who are also trying to follow Christ, we become more united to them as well. And so there's a true sense where we can find unity centered on Christ. Now again, it's not going to be unity in the world, right? The, the world and Christ are not going to go together. So there's always going to be this exterior unrest. We're going to look around and say, eh, this is troublesome, this is bothersome, I'm not at peace. And we're, we're experiencing that right now, I think most of us, many of us, in our world, when we look around, we see a lot of unrest with our Christian faith. And that's okay. Right? It's, it's okay. It's okay to experience that. We don't have to have exterior peace, but there's an interior peace when we are united to Christ. And the more we strive uh, to allow Christ to live in us and to transform us, the more united to Him we will become. And so there's a true sense in where He forms us to Himself. I think sometimes when we talk about difficult issues, you know, whatever they are in our day, you know, we could list them all today, but um, when we talk about difficult issues in regards to what the world believes and what we believe as Catholics, um, the, these things that divide us, there can be a real sense from some people who struggle with these things or whatever, that we're kicking them while they're down, that, that we're trying to beat them up. That we're trying to be purposely mean and, and unkind and uncharitable. But Jesus' goal in pointing out our sins is to invite us to be converted, right? He's never trying to just uh, hurt us in some way or, or tell us that we're bad. He's inviting us to be converted. He never points out our sins without also lending a hand to help us overcome them. 
our response will, di di uh, will dictate what happens next. So we can accept his help and we can receive his help and try to go forward. Or we can keep saying, I don't need help, Lord. I'm, I'm good the way I am. And so then he will keep poking and prodding until we finally say, okay, I need help. You're right. I need help. So there's this way in which we, we experience that uh, sometimes this within our own hearts, this, this uh, unrest. And as followers of Christ, we are also called to emulate Jesus, right? His compassion, his love, his patience, um, his mercy, while at the same time being obedient to his will, right? So he is the way, the truth, and the life. Without him, we can do nothing. Yes, this is all true. We can't fix ourselves. There's no healing that can happen without Jesus. And as a church community, as, as the body of Christ, the Catholic Church, the Christian body, our greatest asset is that we trust in Jesus, right? That we trust in him. Overcoming our human brokenness can't be done on our own. It's not something we can do. Jesus is the only one. He's the only one who can heal our divisions, forgive our sins, restore us to right relationship with him and with others. Today's scriptures are really asking us to ponder that. How do I do that? How do I surrender to the will of God in my life? To let go of my self-reliance, my self-assurance, my uh, need to be right, and to rest in Christ. Hebrews today says, For the sake of the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross, despising the, its shame. Consider how he endured such opposition from sinners in order that you may not grow weary and lose heart. It's a beautiful little passage to reflect on. So Jesus suffers for us. He knows we are going to resist him at times. He accepts the shame of the cross, all the things that come with that. But he invites us to rest in him, to receive from him, and he doesn't want us to lose heart. He doesn't want us to be overwhelmed and to despair. He understands us and offers us exactly what we need, exactly what we need to overcome our sorrows, our sadness, our divisions, our brokenness, our own sinfulness. Even though we, he recognized we will resist him often, we will resist his love, but he continues to pour himself out for us. What a loving Father we have, what a loving God we have, that he continues to pursue us. He never tires of seeking us out and inviting us to be restored. So today, may we strive, may we strive to embrace Jesus in his fullness, to really receive Jesus for who he is, not for what we want him to be or what we think he should be or what the world says he should be, but who he truly is. We would invite the Lord to transform us, to continue to open our hearts to be in union with him.